Welcome back for this week's episode of the Continuous Improvement Journey podcast. We'll be talking about how the methodology of training within industry created during the 1940s as part of the World War II production effort. One of the great outcomes of training within industry is that it drastically cut down the time required for new workers to reach a certain competency level from the usual 6 to 12 months to less than one month. There are three main parts to the original training with industry methodology. The first is job instruction, which is effectively training employees on the job using the EDGE method, which is explaining, demonstrating, guiding, and enabling. The second is job relations, which is about effectively leading people and is great for managers and supervisors for part of their training. Third is job methods, which focuses around methods for formalizing continuous improvement. My hope is that these series of the 13 laws of system optimization will help give us a larger and all-encompassing perspective to help take us to the next level from our traditional lean manufacturing training. Welcome back, my friends. I'm Hayden Barker from Continuous Improvement Journey, where we help you take continuous improvement to the next level so you can destroy your organization's status quo, devastate your competitors, and fuel revolutionary innovation. I want to thank all of you who have listened to these podcasts so far. I'm excited to join with you as we travel along our continuous improvement journey. Now let's dive into our topic for this week about the ninth law of the 13 laws of system optimization to discuss the law of employee training, which is centered around the methodology called training within industry. I thought there was only one aspect of the methodology, which is the first one being job instruction, but there are actually two other additional components of job methods and job relations. Some who teach training with industry methods have also added a fourth element called job safety, which is important, but I won't be talking much about that or at all during this podcast episode. As a summary of training within industry, it began in 1940, before the United States entered into World War II. To figure out an effective way to ramp up war production and output to help allied forces, if not, the United States and Europe would face the dark odds of communism sweeping the globe and coming under Nazi and communist rule. Once the United States entered into the war, most of the men went to the different branches of military, leaving many of the women to take over the war production workforce, who were ultimately the key to helping them win the war. Unfortunately, training with industry tapered out in the United States after the war in 1945, when the men came back from World War II, and the United States production industry went back to business as usual, and industry lived in complacency and status quo from 1945 to the early 1980s. Once training with industry tapered out in the United States after the war in 1945, Taichi Ono, the mastermind behind the Toyota production system, ended up using many of the concepts from training within industry, which later created the foundation for concepts like standard work and continuous improvement or Kaizen. Just as the Japanese welcomed W. Edwards Deming after the devastation of World War II in Japan, who was crucial to help build their economy, training with industry was another crucial tool that the Japanese used along with statistics and other quality tools that Deming and others taught to the Japanese that helped them rebuild their production industry and economy. All these tools and improvements that Japan adopted from the United States and other countries 
are what helped Japan eventually take over the car and electronic industries in the early 1980s, as the United States continued batch processing and meager quality of products, thinking that since they won the war, they were the best in the world and no one could take them over with their inadequate focus on quality and improvements. The roles reversed in late 1980s and early 1990s, where American researchers went to Japan to figure out what in the world Japan did to take over the United States in terms of low-cost and high-quality products that were coming out of Japan. That is what makes Japanese companies so great, is that they analyze different continuous improvement methods and then improve upon them instead of just simply copying it exactly and never improving upon it. We're not going to dive deep into the details about training with industry, since this is only a podcast and not an online training. However, if you're interested to learn more about training within industry, the two best online resources I have found have been the TWI Institute and Bioless Group, LLC. The Bioless Group has many great downloads and templates and is where I've been able to download the original Training with Industry manuals, where I printed them off and put them into some spiral booklets for my own personal reading. The original Training with Industry manuals are structured as part of the original Training with Industry training sessions as a step-by-step guide with time allotments and practice sessions for each section. There are some groups who have tried to rewrite the original manuals, so they're more current and in some cases more politically correct. I will put links to the TWI Institute and the Bialis group in the podcast description. Another surprising and amazing resource that I have been using is watching some of the original training films produced during 1944. They're at times cheesy, but I use them every time I teach anything about training with industry or the EDGE method, which is about explaining, demonstrating, guiding, and enabling, which we'll talk a little bit more about that later. There are a few of these original videos that have been posted on YouTube, and I will add those links as well to the podcast description. The two main videos I like to use as part of my training with industry or edge training sessions is called Problems and Supervision, Instructing the Worker on the Job, which is the most fantastic one. The next one is Problems and Supervision, Instructing the Blind Worker, which is super interesting how they're able to instruct and teach blind people how to run different machinery. Pretty fascinating. Two other ones that I found that are helpful are Problems and Supervision, Introducing the New worker to his job, and problems and supervision, a new supervisor takes a look at his job. Now let's dive into the three main elements of the original training with industry methods. For job instruction, it is effectively training employees on the job using the EDGE method of explaining, demonstrating, guiding, and enabling. For job relations, it is about effectively leading people, and is great for manager and supervisor training. For job methods, It is focused on methods for continuous improvement. Now let us go into a little bit more detail about job instruction and the EDGE method. With the onset of World War II in 1941, how would you train inexperienced women or blind people to perform a critical operation to provide resources and military equipment so you can avoid the Nazis and communism from taking over your country? How would you start your training and how would it be different in such critical circumstances. Part of these job instructions were later formed into the concepts of lean manufacturing standard work, and some benefits of job instruction is it would act as a guide to train the trainer, 
to then train operators to perform jobs correctly, safely, and efficiently, help identify and standardize best practices, then create formalized training to train all employees on the new standardized best practices. And the last one, another benefit is it will create a stable foundation for continuous improvement to be built upon. Otherwise, improvements made will be hard to sustain and training knowledge will not be retained as well. The problems in supervision, instructing the worker on the job, is a great video because it shows the difference of typical ineffective training as we train in new employees compared to how managers and supervisors can use training with industry's job instruction along with the EDGE method. The video starts off with the production manager introducing the new employee, Mary, to Fred, the production supervisor. Fred seems very inconvenienced by Mary starting her new job because all the stress and demands that Fred has and as a manager that pulls him away in many different directions, which results in his horrible training, having Mary learn how to run a drill press. Fred quickly goes through then and explains how to run the drill press, and you see Mary start getting really overwhelmed about all the new information and unsure what's going on. Fred says, okay, Mary. Mary nervously says, well, I guess I, and then Fred interrupts her and says, swell, go to it. I'll be back in a while. Now don't forget to read your safety manual before you operate the drill, and then he just walks away. The production manager comes along and then asks Fred how Mary is doing, and he says that she's doing great and started her about 20 minutes ago. I guess I should go back and check on her to see how she's doing. Then Fred comes back and sees that two of the parts that she drilled were on the wrong end. Then Mary says, well, I just did what I was told. Then Fred gets frustrated and says, well, I guess I'll just have to show you. He then shows her and says, I'll be back in a little while and leaves her again. She starts drilling the next part and the part starts climbing up the drill, which can be a dangerous situation. So Mary starts screaming, followed by Fred running over and shutting off the drill press. and says, all right, you better take a rest. Well, Mary runs away. The production manager then runs over and says, what's the trouble? Nothing, responds Fred. The part just climbed the drill and that's all. All the dumb bunnies. Now we've got to get another operator. The manager looks confused and says, I thought you got her started okay. Fred then frustratedly says, well, I told her and I showed her. What more could I do? The manager says, I'm afraid there's a little more to it than just telling and showing. Fred, why don't you go watch Bill? He's a darn good instructor and will be able to help show you a better way to train employees how to run the equipment. Then, after Fred was trained in a better way of using the EDGE method as part of the job instruction training, he was able to train another drill operator in amazing fashion as he explained to the new operator how to run the drill and the whys and any other details. He then demonstrates how to run the drill press, has her run the drill press, and guides her through it while having her explain back to Fred all the process steps and the whys for each operation. And then shows at the very end, the new employee is enabled to recite back all those different learnings and whys to the supervisor using the Ed method and how to properly run the drill press. What is great is at the very end of the video is when the manager asks Fred, well, is there much of a difference between telling and showing and an instruction method? Fred then says something pretty profound when he says a careful instruction job may take extra time at the start, but I'm here to tell you that it saves time, money, and a lot of headache in the long run. And what Fred said at the very end of the video is so true. It does take a lot of time up front to effectively train someone in a new process, 
However, if we follow the edge method, that person will quickly become competent instead of constantly coming back to you for asking questions, making mistakes, or even injuring themselves or others. And that's why when they implemented the training with industry in World War II, went from, like I said before, of sometimes it took 6 to 12 months of somebody getting competent in what they're doing, cut it down to less than a month. Also, part of the job instruction methods, we should record the training an employee received in a job training matrix or even a certification program. Yes, a job training matrix is an important part for those who are ISO 9001 certified to show the auditor. However, it greatly helps with cross-training employees, which will be a foundational concept. We talk about the law of standard work quality in a future podcast. Now for next stop, to go into a little more detail about job relations. I'm not going to go into very much detail because we covered some of these principles in our previous podcast episode 10 on the law of customer and employee relations. As a reminder, job relations is about effectively leading people and is a great training for managers and supervisors. The main sections in the job relations manual is about making decisions by helping us walk through a five-step process of getting the facts, weighing the different options, deciding on the best option, taking action, and then checking results if that option selected was the best step forward for the organization. A few other tools that are helpful as discussed in the job relations manual are navigating perceptions and process changes, which goes well with the comment some people make when they say people don't like change. This section helps address our preconceived notions of welcoming change, navigating change, and monitoring how those improvements might be affecting our employees. Next is how to handle employee problems that provides great tools when situations with employees get a little dicey. Next is problem solving and prevention. Prevention is key to helping reduce problems from occurring and avoid the organizational lifestyle of fighting fires or problems all day. To further reduce the need for to fight fires or problems each day, next we have empowering people or involving them in organizational decisions, but mostly empowering them so they can feel they have authority and direct ownership to initiate improvements that can result in further helping to sustain the improvements made. Lastly, we have cultivating positive relationships, which was covered in the previous episode 10. Now for our last stop along our journey of training with industry is to go into a little more detail about job methods. As a reminder, job methods is focused on methods for continuous improvement. There is a big difference between Kaizen in the United States compared to daily incremental true Kaizen in the Toyota production system. Unfortunately, some Kaizen events end like a stock market graph that shoots upward in success and savings, but then crashes afterwards and we end up saying, what the? An example of this is in a picture that I added to the podcast description. The reason for this is that lean manufacturing does very well in performing and starting improvements, but is missing two key elements, which are job instructions and job relations to help sustain the changes made during the stability period. Each of these three functions of training with industry are not separate methodologies or practices. Each of these three methods when applied properly, are inseparably linked together. As seen in the gradual step picture in the podcast description, 
Job methods focuses, builds, and involves the knowledge of the subject matter experts to drive improvements. This is shown in red as the gradual incline represents daily Kaizen or continuous improvement. After each improvement, there should be a stabilization period which is shown in brown above the flat line as shown in the step picture in the podcast description. The job instructions training can now formally be completed on the new and improved process and the training record updated so the new and improved process is able to be sustained. To help further sustain the improvements made, we have job relations which is shown in blue below the flat line in the step picture in the podcast description that supports from the bottom or acts as a foundation to job instruction and job methods, which provides management support and encouragement to also be invested to see that the improvements are successful and sustained, which is key for management and supervisors to be involved with that. To help standardize the training, job tasks are broken down and every action and process are analyzed for how to improve quality, production lead times, and our sources for improvement ideas. This will be important information to transition into standard work and also when we talk about this in the law of standard work quality in a future episode. In closing, I feel that many organizations do a great job in job methods to initiate improvements, but fail to forget that there are two more steps to complete their improvement loop using job instruction and job relations to sustain, support, and standardize the improvements made. These three methods are closely linked together and will further help guide us along our continuous improvement journey so we can also use job instruction and job relations as a way to sustain improvements as we continue along our path to daily incremental improvements. Thanks again, my friend, for listening. I'll catch back up with you again in the next episode.